Who's in charge? Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Apparently you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is July 12th. Oh, my Lord of Hey, everybody, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Thanks for joining us on this What Is Today Wednesday. We're going to do some news and some smiles, uh, and then we'll get out of your hair. Uh, so let's do some news. Yes. I mean, mine's a, a quick hit, but it's just like another marker of where we are in regards to climate change. I used to have all these conversations with Molly Wood about how, you know, people were never going to stop living in the places that are going to be the most affected by climate change, but we, they were going to be forced out by insurance companies. Mm-hmm, and sure mm-hmm. enough, yet another insurer, this time State Farm, has pulled out of Florida because they're like, we cannot deal with the catastrophic, you know, costs of continuing to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild after hurricanes and other things. Now, obviously, um, other people in Florida, including said Governor Ron DeSantis, are are blaming other things (laughs) for that uh, rather than just the cost, because Florida's legislature and the governor actually just passed some new regulations and and put aside a fund trying to keep insurance companies there. I think it was something like, I'm not sure if it was $3 billion or $3 million, but it was a whole lot of money, um, basically, to try to stop them from leaving. Um, But it just was not a good financial decision for state farms. And, you know, if we want to let private enterprise do what private enterprise is going to do, it made no sense for them to stay. And there are fewer and fewer insurers in Florida. There are fewer and fewer insurers in California. And I think that this is going to be the thing that makes people actually retreat from the coasts is the uninsurability of homes and the high cost of rebuilding. Yes, but... So similar things are happening here in California because of the the wildfire risk, right? Uh, a major insurance mm-hmm. company not too long ago pulled out. But let me let me offer you the the earthquake parallel. We've been having earthquakes mm. in California for as long as there's been a California longer, obviously, mm-hmm. in you know uh, uh, tectonic time. But right, um, people still come to California. They still move to California, and we live in a in a very active earthquake zone. And so what the state has done, because private insurance is so prohibitively expensive, the state has set up the California Earthquake Authority. I'll say that again slowly. Mm -hmm. The California Earthquake Authority. And the state now runs an insurance pool for earthquake uh, insurance in the state of California. I I buy Mm -hmm. my earthquake insurance from them. I'm sure many homeowners do because private market is so expensive. And my guess will be that because, um, you know, you're going to let private companies do what private companies are going to do. You can't for well. I suppose you could, but it wouldn't go over real well. You can't force a company to sell insurance in a given state. But companies need state people, right? They need yeah. people to work. They need people to spend, right? And so they will come up with, I would bet, in Florida, and they will do it again in California, too, uh, a California Earthquake Authority parallel to provide an insurance pool for homeowners. Uh, I'll bet you I'll bet you a dime to a dollar that'll happen. But they kind of already have that. They have a lender of last resort. But you don't have devastating earthquakes every single year in California. That's true. Right? That's true. And yep. in Florida, especially given the you know, the storms getting worse because of climate change, they're having these like knockout, terrible, serious damage storms almost every year. Well, and, and and we're having we're having wildfires same way. That's right? true. The parallel that's is real. Me. The parallel is real. Yeah. 
wildfires, I think the parallels yeah. probably more, more than earthquakes. You're right. So yeah. Right. So we'll have the California Wildfire Authority, and and Florida will mm-hmm. have the California Hurricane Authority or the Florida Hurricane Authority. Right. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Okay, so people are huh. going to still live okay. there. I, mean, I will point everyone to Amy Scott's uh, most recent season of How We Survive, where she actually talks about people living in Florida, in Miami in particular, as the city is sinking. <laughs> but, yep. you know, yep. that was a good series. people are going to do Florida, what people so are going to do. It was amazing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what's uh, your news? Okay, uh, I've got two. One is is the actual news item I want to raise, and then the other one is just a point of privilege with the good head- headline writers at Bloomberg. So the first thing I want to point out mm-hmm. is a story in Bloomberg, actually, uh, about Russian crude oil prices. For the first time since the restrictions and uh, sanctions after the invasion and the price caps that the West uh, arranged to have put on Russian oil and the way the mechanism they did that was they would not allow any insured carriers to carry Russian oil, um, mm-hmm. thus depressing the price and capping the price at $60 a, a euro. That's, the euro is the, is the nomenclature for Russian oil, right? $60 okay. a barrel. Uh, I didn't know that. Just recently, yes. Ural. Just recently, the Ural has broken $60 on the way up. It has thus broken the price cap. So somehow, some way, uninsured oil is being transported, right? Think about this for a minute. Oil mm-hmm. on tankers that could not be insured because they are evading Western sanctions is being transported, mostly to China, probably, also to India, some other companies. But here's mm-hmm. why that matters. All this oil floating around out there on uninsured carriers. So when there's an environmental disaster, insurance companies step in and they pay a lot of the cleanup bills. When you have uninsured tankers carrying, I don't know, 100,000 gallons or whatever it is of oil and it runs aground or something, that's a very expensive mess. And if they're not insured, it's a very expensive, expensive mess. And so... And you know they're not going to pay it, you know? No, of course not. (laughs) Of course not. Absolutely, socialize of course the cost and privatize right. the so profits. It's a, it's it's a shadow fleet of tankers. Bloomberg points out, and I think that's it's something that I'm. I promise you, actually, that, that the people in the United States government who are responsible for sanctions are paying attention mm-hmm. to this, for sure. Not bad. Yeah. So here's my other one, and it's just it's a quick thing on on inflation and the number that came out today, which. For those of you who have not been besieged with it all day as you absorb the news, inflation year on year now is running at 3%, which is a third, sorry, it's, it's last year at this time it was 9%, now it's uh, 3%, so it is in fact a third of what it was a year ago, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is great and it's all good, but uh, it is still 50% more than the Fed wants it to be. The Fed wants inflation at 2%, it is 3%. One percentage point in that math is a full 50% higher, right? So it's the, mm-hmm. the Fed has the toughest part of this to go. And I just want to point out that if you read Bloomberg and you read the story today that says inflation at 3% flags the end of emergency, it's a turning point for the Fed. That is not true. That is simply mm. not true. The Fed's going to keep on raising rates at least once, maybe twice. So let's not think the rate uh, hiking cycle is over. Just it bugged me when I saw it today. And Why, why did they think that, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is the hard part, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Rafael Bostic, the head of the Atlanta Fed, on, yeah. on Marketplace six weeks ago. This is now the hard part because inflation mm-hmm. is absolutely coming down. It's still more than the Fed wants it to be, so the Fed's going to keep raising mm-hmm. rates. But people are going to be screaming and saying, wait a minute, stop. First of all, 
higher rates are really painful, but also let's mm -hmm. keep an eye on the unemployment rate. And if unemployment starts ticking up, then it's going to get really hard for the Fed. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. So anyway, that's my news. Oh, okay. I'm so curious what, why they think that. I need to go back yeah. and read it a little more carefully. Yep. All, All right. right. Jake, um, let us. Yeah. All right, you've got three in there. What's up with this? I've got, well, it's two smiles, but they're oh, like right. two, okay. art, two things for one of okay. them. But so I saw the cutest story in the Washington Post today. It's adorable. And it made me so happy. It made me smile. So there's a dry cleaners called Best Cleaners in Middletown, Connecticut. And in the summer, it gets hot. And so they would like leave the doors open to their dry cleaners and let the breeze flow through the like the front and the back. And they started mm -hmm. noticing turtles were coming in to their to their dry cleaners because there was a pond on the other side of this road in front of the dry cleaners where um, the turtles needed to like migrate because I guess turtles have like built in GPS and they were trying to oh, wow. get I to this pond, but they crossed the other way in order to mate in some other place. So the dry cleaners now like let the turtles go through their dry cleaner every year and watch out for them. And then because it's such a busy road and they're worried about the turtles getting crushed, they like carry the little baby turtles over the road into the where the embankment is for the pond so that the turtles can live. And it's very cute. And they're go. talking about how they have to be careful not to step on the baby turtles this time of year, but like yeah. adorbs, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. Okay. Totally, totally. So that's, that's number one. Also in cute animal news, I saw this TikTok. There's this woman on TikTok called, appropriately, The Good News Girl, and she um, posts oh, yeah. positive news. And there's this baby seal. Well, I guess not baby anymore. It's a little seal in San Diego that has decided to start riding people's surfboards. And oh, I saw it just, that. Like, I saw I that. Know. It just hops up there and rides along. And, you know, the surfers were worried that the seal might be in distress. And so they called the animal welfare people. They said it was fine. It's just curious and healthy. But you can't, like, touch them because they're protected. And protected, so now right. all the surfers just, like, let the seal ride along. And there's so many cute videos of the seal just, yeah. like, chilling on no, surfboards. Great. And totally uh, that made me smile, too. Yeah, so that's what I got. Yeah, apparently what do you it's, got? It's, it's a bit kleptomaniacal that seal. Uh, so I've got two. One's a Wait, quickie. Wait, does he steal uh, things? Well, yeah, he like takes the boards and kind of rides them and goes away with them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that he took the boards. I thought he rode oh, the yeah. boards with the. No, he kind of uh, takes them. People. Yeah, oh. kind of takes them. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, so it's a good news, man. News. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, we, we, we gave a lot of time on this podcast a year ago to the James Webb Space Telescope, the one that was going yes. way out there with really convoluted physics and all kinds of cool astronomical stuff. Anyway, today is uh, three years, three, sorry, 365 days, one year uh, since mm -hmm. its first images came back. And NASA has released a whole new set of images. And um, they're cool. And you should check them out. We'll put them on the show page. It's, these photos are amazing and science is cool. So that's my quick. My real make I'm me so, smile was oh, this. Sorry, go ahead. You should no. You should check them out. Go ahead. You're so what? I have, and I, and I meant to use this as a smile a bit ago when I saw the Saturn photo, which is also in this mm -hmm. article that you shared, and the way that the rings look is just wow. Yeah, they're cool. It, it's really cool, mm. and it's amazing that we can do this. You know, just like I know. humanity. 
so my, my somewhat geekier uh, smile is this. The Beige Book came out today. It's the Fed's uh, eight times a year look at the regional United States economy broken down by Federal Reserve Bank districts. This item from the Philadelphia Federal Reserve uh, caught my eye. Despite the slowing recovery in tourism in the region overall, the Philadelphia Fed writes, one, contacted, hi one contact highlighted that May was the strongest month for hotel revenue in Philadelphia since the onset of the pandemic, in large part due to an influx of guests for the Taylor Swift concerts in the city. <laughs> The woman is an economy unto herself. <laughs> it's amazeballs, truly. I can imagine like a city that is like worried about economic decline, just luring uh, Swift, Beyonce here. or Taylor Swift right? and be like, do a concert totally. here, boost the economy, totally. call it like pop star stimulus. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. It's great. That is funny. There and go. also, yes, yeah. very nerdy. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you know, it's my life. Yeah, live it, love it. That's it for us today. Right. We will be back tomorrow, so please keep sending us your smiles and your comments and your questions. We're at 508 You Be Smart, or you can write us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Burge. Seeker Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Today's program is engineered by Jake Cherry. Our intern is Neil Afar Shabandi. Ben Talladay and Daniel Ramirez composed our theme music. Our senior producer is Marissa Cabrera. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. And on demand. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done. Very nicely Thanks. done. More power to you. Oh, boy. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.